0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast
1: Network. Hi there and welcome to Scout the Game Week. Scout the Game Week is Fantasy Football Scouts weekly podcast brought to you by the Scout Network. In each episode, we'll look back at the game week we have just played to assess what we can learn to help us in the next round of fixtures. I'm Ryan from Football Chatbox. Let's Scout the Game Week. I'm back after a short vacation and I've only managed to catch the highlights um, of some of the games uh, and from an FPL point of view, Game week 7 was a bit of a disaster. With the Morris captaincy and Matty Cash assist being the only returns I had in my FPL team this week. It was a very bad week. Uh, but since this is a guest appearance as well, you don't have to listen to only me. Uh, I've got a really great guest who is coming off the back of a really good wildcard score, I would say. And also his team Wolves got a great win by beating City this weekend as well. And he's in great moods, so I'm delighted to be joined by FPL Black Wolf. Dan, how are you doing, mate?
0: I am doing very well, thank you. I appreciate you having me on again. And like you said, it's really great timing because I'm still buzzing about the weekend. I earned a really decent 62 points on my wildcard, which shot me right up the rankings after quite a few red arrows in the first few game weeks. But more importantly, away from FPL, I saw Wolves somehow pull off a result against City. And I was as, as shocked as everyone else. And it's just typical Wolves to draw against Luton and then go on to beat the champions. But I, I'm so happy from that still.
1: That That's great. Because I think there's going to be a bit of Wolves discussion. And I've seen some of the questions as well that are coming from the community. There's a few Wolves questions as well. And with everyone playing wild cards, people are looking for a few enablers. And I think that's where we're going to... Uh, talk about Wolves as well with regards to that. So we'll get to that topic later but let's get straight on to the opening fixture. Aston Villa put six past Brighton with Watkins having a hat-trick and two assists and it was a disaster week for Estupinan and for those who started him and we've just got news that Estupinan is also now injured for a long term as well so that's another thing to kind of add as well which I didn't add before. Um, Villa about to hit a good run of fixtures now, what did you think about the game?
0: Yeah, I had two things about this game. First of all, Brighton are just impossible to predict this season, I feel. They've had some really wild results. Um, They win 6-0 one week. They lose 6-0 the next week. It's just impossible to know which Brighton is going to turn up. And they're also rotating more than ever, it seems. I would love to jump on some of their assets around game week 10 or so when their Mm. fixtures turn, because they have a really lovely set of fixtures coming up. But now that we have Estupinian injured, like you said, um it's really difficult to know who to go for other than matoma really Mm. Um, and the second thing i thought was how good of a team aston villa are and they have a long run now of really good fixtures so if you don't have their assets in your squad i think they need to be one of the priorities and many people including myself are probably looking at the triple up even
1: Mm. so when you say triple up which triple up like what's their combination
0: I think you have to have one of their defenders, and I think most people are going for Matty Cash. Mm. He's he's the obvious choice, really. Ollie Watkins is very popular in that forward spot if you can afford him, mm. and I'm really liking Diaby if he's fit. He's in my wildcard team, so I'm hoping he's fit. Yeah, but I really like that triple up of Cash, Diaby, and Watkins right now.
1: Yeah, I think that that would probably be the three to go for right now. I'm hoping that Diaby is fit because I'm also looking to. See if I can get him in because I'm looking at Spurs as well for Huming Sun, but to fund that I need to downgrade somewhere else, and D R B is a nice price point to go to. So, I have to wait and see for press conference news for that. Um, yep. From a Brighton point of view, um, obviously Estupinan now injured, we don't really know. I guess Lampy at three point nine million maybe could be the one who takes that spot, yep. but
0: the problem with that is I think Deserby said Estupinan is going to be like a month out, which is probably only. Uh,
1: two what, game two weeks. game weeks possibly
0: yes so if you put lamp tm he's going to become a problem yeah. very quickly yeah that's so the... I'm, I'm not too keen on that choice
1: yeah fair enough yeah because we, we tend to forget oh you, you say a month and then you realize oh wait there's international break of two weeks there. right
0: yeah right so it's
1: not too long actually um but for those who are playing let's say a wild card in game week 10 you can like get him out and then bring him back in if needed
0: yeah, I mean, I don't mind him if you're playing a wildcard as the 3.9 million option. Yeah. There's yeah. not, there's no, not right, a I lot see, of options in that price point.
1: Yeah, if you're playing your wildcard in like game week 10, so you can get Estupinan out if you have him now and then bring him back later in the wildcard.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. that's a good option. I'd, why not?
1: Yeah, uh, but Brighton, I agree with the rotation. There's like so much rotation. Mitoma, probably the only one. Uh, but after that, it's like, I don't know. Had to go, actually.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd love to have a nailed number nine yes. in that Brighton team, but there there is no one. Yep. Ferguson, I thought, would be the one this season, and he gets hardly any minutes, so mm. I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, fair enough. All right, let's move on to the next one. West Ham beat Sheffield United 2-0, and all I saw from the excellent highlights for this game was the amount of chances that West Ham kept getting. Um West Ham's fixtures turn in game week 10, but Bowen is the third most brought in midfielder. Uh, which at the time of writing he was, I don't know if that has changed. Um, with a lot of wildcard teams going there, uh, what are your thoughts on West Ham?
0: Yeah, they're, they're another team with a great set of fixtures. I think Ariola is probably a must mm. as one of your goalkeepers. And then a second asset such as Bowen or even James Ward-Prowse mm. could be really good differentials in your team if you can afford them. Additionally, given the lack of good, cheap defensive options that we have right now with all of these injuries, I'm also liking the look of Zuma or Sufao, who you can rotate with other budget options in the coming weeks. So I like those options.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I think James, we kind of have to take out the fact that the the player he was at Southampton is completely different to the player that he is here in the West Ham team.
0: Right. I was saying this on my podcast this week. I think he's never been seen as like a sexy pick, you know, he's just... Just a boring pick who gets six points here and there. But he seems to be completely different for West Ham. He's a lot more attacking. Mm. He's getting a lot more chances. So I really don't mind him, especially for, what is he, 6.3 million right now? Something like that. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, and Bowen, I think, playing more like a striker-type role. Definitely a really good option. And yeah, like you mentioned, defense, Sufal or Zuma. And people are looking for like defenders uh, or even a third defensive option. Might be a really good option there. Um, Sheffield United, on the other hand, conceding a lot of chances I guess the team to target.
0: Yeah, they're just... I feel bad saying it for any Sheffield United fans out there, but they're just really terrible, aren't they? I don't see any way they're going to stay in the league. And they're definitely the team to target, even Mm. more so than Luton, I feel.
1: Probably. I I was looking at the data, and they've conceded about 21 big chances in the last four game weeks (laughs) ago. So that's insane.
0: I mean, 15 of them were probably against Newcastle. Yeah, that's probably true. (laughs) With that (laughs) 8-0. Yeah. All right, so that was West Ham Sheffield. We'll move
1: on to your team, Wolves. They beat Manchester City 2-1. What did you think about the game? And for those thinking about Neto on a wild card, what do you think?
0: Well, it it was a crazy game. Craig Dawson has been quite poor lately, but Mm -hmm. he pocketed Haaland that entire game. He was so good. He was really Ballon d'Or, Dawson as they call him. And um, Wolves had like one shot on target and scored two goals. So they were quite lucky to get the victory, really. Um, but I'm so tap- happy with the result. One thing I do want to say about Wolves is we're not as weak offensively as we have been in previous years. Mm. I think we're going to get a lot of chances. I think we're going to get some goals as the weeks go on. So I don't think people should keep looking at Wolves as the team who just don't score. Mm. I think they will. And in terms of Neto, his goal involvement percentage is so high. He's involved in absolutely everything. So if Wolves do score, it's likely going to be Neto that's involved. So I really like him as a budget enabler. Mm. In fact, I'd be very surprised if I don't have him myself in the next week.
1: Ooh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, there you go. Because <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the fixtures are looking good, I think, right? For the next few weeks, at least. If I'm not mistaken. So
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we saw even against Man City, Neto returned. Yeah. So I, I think... Wolves have the ability to score against anyone and Neto will be involved. Mm -hmm. And we do have the likes of Bournemouth coming up away from home. I think that's a great fixture for him.
1: Sheffield United. Even teams
0: like Sheffield United, exactly. Even games like Tottenham at home. I think we can get a goal there for sure.
1: Uh, I won't be surprised because Wolves have actually, even if you look at the past few games, you guys have scored goals. It's just not being able to like get that ex- second or third goal. That hasn't come always. But they've always looked at scoring goals. So there is a possibility that every game is you can get a goal. And for, what, 5.6 or something, I think Neto is? Yeah, Real, at least 5.6. Yeah, it's a really good price point for a player who can get attacking returns.
0: Especially if you're a team who's trying to get Salah and Cern and Haaland all yeah. in your team. I think Dawson is the... Per- Dawson, sorry. I think Neto is yeah. the... Perfect option.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Uh, from City's point of view, obviously, without Rodri, um, do we think that's going to have an impact as well, going against Arsenal?
0: Yeah, I don't know. That's It's going to be a tight game. It's another one that's very difficult to call. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see them lose 4-0 or win 4-0. It's just impossible to predict. I think it's going to be a cagey game there. Mm, okay. Um, cool. So there
1: will be a few more other stuff as well with regards to Wolves. I've seen the comment questions and a few other... Um, players that have been asked about. We'll get to that in the community questions. Um, but we'll move to Spurs versus Liverpool. Now, they still talk about the refs from this game. Uh, but from an FPL point of view, what did you think?
0: Yeah, the ref decisions aside, um, from FPL I think Sun's fitness is a bit of a worry. Mm. He got his goal against the highline of Liverpool as everyone expected. But yeah. then he went off on like 60-something minutes. So I'm a little concerned with his fitness, especially as someone who's possibly looking to captain him. Hmm. However, with the injuries they have elsewhere, I don't see why he wouldn't start against Luton, to be honest, especially with the international break coming up. As far as Liverpool, their attack is something many people are going to want to jump on very soon with the fixtures they have coming up. And I think the double up is a a real option for them.
1: Yeah. So with with Spurs now, obviously, Solomon and... uh... Johnson both are not available. So that kind of makes Sun an option. Even Richarlison now could actually be a decent option, but I don't know where he's going to play, whether he's going to play striker, whether he's going to play left wing. Um, there was, I don't know if, I don't know how accurate this is, but there were a few videos circulating about Sun not training and whatnot. So I don't know whether he is fit, fully fit or not.
0: I did read about this. So yeah, he he didn't train, mm-hmm. but then I think it was said that he often doesn't train lately because uh, of this niggling injury that he's got. He tends to miss out on the first training session and then okay. trains later on in the week. So I don't think that's unexpected. I, I expect him to play. And then if they're winning comfortably, probably get taken off again around the 60-minute mark or so is my guess. But yeah. obviously, I have no idea.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I guess the one good thing is it's the early kick- kickoff. And with the way the leaks are happening, we probably might actually get the Spurs team news. Uh, before yes. so that's a possibility. Um now from Liverpool you mentioned the double up. Um I guess one is Salah. Who is the second player?
0: I really like the look of um Luis Diaz. Yeah. With I think Gakpo is injured, um Jota suspended. Yep. So I think short term, Luis Diaz might be a really good option. Mm. I also like the look of Darwin Nunes. Mm. I know he's not nailed. I know he's erratic with his finishing. Yep. But I don't know. I see some holes in him coming very soon. So I like him as an alternative option to Alvarez or Watkins.
1: Ooh, okay. That should be interesting because I do agree. Like, um, Even the Brighton game could be a one of goals everywhere because Brighton aren't a team that's defensively solid, to be honest. They do let in chances. So it could be a case where either Luis Diaz or Darwin Nunes, or even both, to be honest, get some returns in this game and even the upcoming games after that could be really good um and then obviously Salah. are you worried about like sala's price tag in terms of value for money
0: um not really i have him in my team i know he's very very expensive but he consistently delivers he's i think this last game week when i finally brought him in is the only game week he didn't deliver but However, he did get the assist that should have counted. Yeah, should have counted, exactly. So you could argue that he's delivered every single week. Yeah. I know he's not getting huge holes, but he's consistently performing. He's someone you don't have to worry about starting and playing and getting the chances. He's also on pens still, mm. so, you know, I, I think he can build a decent team, mm. even with Salah in there.
1: Mm. Yeah, true, 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 true. Uh, okay. Now, let's move on to some of the Game Week 8 fixtures. Manchester United take on Brentford at home and Rashford is the most sold midfielder with MWMO being the second most sold midfielder this week. The way United are playing at home, I have no hope for the team. Uh, Brentford also haven't been great recently. So what are you expecting from this game?
0: It's hard to predict these two teams. They're just all over the place right Mm. now, aren't they? Um, One thing I will say is United have looked quite weak on their left-hand side lately. Yes. So that's exactly where Mbwemo plays. So I think this might be a good game for people that are holding Mbwemo. I know a lot of people are taking him out on the word card that they're playing this week. I haven't owned him all season and he's destroyed me week after week, at least for the first three or four game weeks. But I see this as a decent fixture for Brentford if they if they turn up and we yeah. don't see another poor performance like we have the past few weeks.
1: Yeah, that's true. Because I think with no left back, no proper left back, and Amrabah playing that spot, which he's not he's not used to, in the Champions League as well, the amount of mistakes that were made down that side. I think Embuema yeah. could get a few opportunities here if he plays his cards right. Um, I think so. And then on Rashford, I feel like he's a player with low confidence at this point.
0: Yeah, I think so. He keeps getting these chances and he keeps getting so close to goal and then yeah. just making a terrible decision at yeah. the very last second. Like he's too late with the pass or he takes a shot when he should have passed or he passes when he should have shot. You know, like you said, his confidence is really low right mm-hmm. now. It seems every single game week when I owned him and Bruno, I was thinking, okay, this is the game week he's yes. going to return, and ju- he just did nuts. Yeah. So I've given up on them, to be honest. However, th- there will be a game week soon where he gets his ten points. It's going to happen. Yeah. But I, I just can't bear to hold them anymore. To be yeah, honest. fair
1: enough. I have Rashford still, and I'm thinking about selling uh, ahead of this Brentford fixture to try and get in Humming Sun. But then you look at the next fixture, Sheffield United, but the, the way the team is played, even though that fixture sounds really great on paper from an FPL point of view as well, it's just I don't have any confidence at the moment.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing about FPL this season anyway, is we're always selling good assets for good assets. Yeah. The way the money is and the way the lower-priced assets are performing, we're always selling good assets for good assets. Mm. So, sure, you can take Rashford out and he might get a return, but... So will San. Yeah, so, that's true. That's true. You know, I, I took United, no offense, but yeah. I took United out because I was just tired of watching them. Oh. and being <laughs> Same. I,
1: I wish I did, but I didn't. <laughs> I should have done it earlier. <laughs> there
0: you go. Um,
1: but yeah, I, I agree, I agree, I agree. Um, cool. Let's move on to the next one, which is Arsenal take on Manchester City this week. So we've already spoken about City. And Arsenal won 4 in the game against Bournemouth, but lost midweek to Lenz with Saka coming off after 34 minutes, which might be the talking point here. Um, this game also does have an effect on the captaincy this week. So how do you see like, the game going and Arsenal without Saka, do you think he's out? Or do we think that Arteta is just playing mind
0: games? Yeah, I, I think he'll play. I think every single time Arteta says Saka is injured, yeah. he ends up being fine. Yeah. He's a little machine, that guy. So I fully expect him to play against City. And I think it might be a good fixture for him, actually. Mm. So if he's fit, I would certainly hold him in there. But again, th- this fixture is very hard to predict for me. Yeah, I can see Arteta finally getting one over Pep and getting mm. a victory. Mm. But then I also wouldn't be shocked to see City win 4-0. So I just, I just hope it's entertaining from a yeah. neutral point of view. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, and I have Alvarez and I have Haaland in my team, so want I want to see goals. some returns from yeah, those guys. Yeah, yeah.
1: fair enough. Um, from, like, I sold Saka last week and I was so glad that he gifted two penalties. Uh, he was in a given mood that week, so I was pretty happy about that. But uh, we'll see what happens with the injury status.
0: Yeah, I mean, as a soccer owner last week, you were probably happy that he started and got you nine points, but yeah. then also really disappointed that he didn't get you 20 points. Yeah, that's true.
1: That is very true. Um, and as a soccer non <laughs> you're just happy that he got away <laughs> with only a nine point. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, okay. Now, we kind of touched on the captaincy. Let's move into the captaincy. Who are you giving the armband to this week? And who are the possible candidates for the armband this week?
0: Honestly, I am still undecided I think there's three obvious candidates it's Haaland as usual Mm -hmm. I think Salah is a good captaincy option this week playing Brighton and I think the Spurs assets probably Sun but also Madison is a decent Mm -hmm. option at Luton I think I'll probably wait till team news if we see any team news and if we're finding out that Sun is starting I think Sun will likely be my captain okay so if we, go over if I get yeah go go ahead
1: No, no, I think you were going to answer the same thing that I was about to ask. Like, if we don't get news that Sun is starting, what happens then?
0: Uh, I I think I'm, I don't know. I think the only thing that would stop me captaining Sun is if we get news that he's not starting. Yeah. In which case, I would probably go for Haaland. It's the last uh, game of the game week. Yeah. It's on Sunday. I just want to watch the game and enjoy it yeah. and not worry about Haaland scoring and destroying my rank. Fair enough.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. <Fair laughs> A enough. weird way to play, but it's just how I, I know. play. True, true, true. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Cool. Yeah, I think for me, if I see news that Sun is starting, I'll probably get him in and put the armband on him. If we get news that he's not starting, then I'm in a bit of a pickle because I don't know how confident I feel about giving the armband to, let's say, Madison. Um, Then there's Salah who could have a probably a decent game against Brighton Uh, Mm -hmm. or might not. It's very hard to try and tell. And then obviously you have the EO factor with Haaland regardless of yeah. who he plays.
0: It's going to be a very swingy game week. I, yeah. I just feel it coming. So I think I would, if I have any doubts about Sun, I'm going to go for highlands just for EO protection.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Yep, that's fine. Um, okay, now we've got, got quite a few questions from the community. So let's get straight into it. Let me bring it up, actually. Um, where is this? Here we go. So let's start with the first one. Which comes from uh, Ryan analyzing FPL. Uh, basically, he's, he's shared his team and he's asking, uh, "What should he do?" This is becoming comical with flags being added almost daily. Uh, it's a free hit worth considering since some will be back after international break. Um, and he's he's got one free transfer, one point one in the bank, with Rare Ariola in goal, Dogi Shah, Potman, Stupin and Regulian in his backline. So he's got three flags already in his backline. Um, He's got Salah, Diaby, Gordon, Madison, and Doku in midfield with Harlan, Hoyland, and Alvarez up front. So he's playing a three-striker formation. I'm assuming it's a 3-4-3 three, three formation. So, free hit, I mean, he just I- does it. I don't know. Go
0: ahead. Yeah, I, I wouldn't take a free hit this yeah. week. Honestly, I think it's going to be a brutal week for a lot of people. Yeah. I would probably just take the loss and just know that you're going to get a red arrow and just just deal with it. Yeah, he does have a team there of, I think he can get 11 players out. If yes, Diaby is can. fit here, yeah. he can get 11 players out just by making a defensive move. Yeah. yeah, So I think that's what I would do in his position. I definitely would not play the free hit. No. And even if I have to play with ten players, I would probably just do it and just take the loss to be yeah,
1: honest. True. I, I, or take I, a minus four. Exactly. I, I would I mean, if you if he's already played his wild card, um, then I would probably keep estimated. If you haven't, I just would transfer pin and out and just bring in another defensive player for that uh, price point. And then like you mentioned, right? If Diab is fit, just play the three for three. You just need two players to play. That's it from the rest. Yeah. For, yeah.
0: I think I would just use a transfer in his case to bring in Matty Cash. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There and you then go. I think, just hope Diaby's fit. Yeah, And then he's got pretty much the template team. And I think Doku, I think he might start. Maybe, yeah. Uh, not... M- maybe not, maybe. who knows. Y- yeah. but if, if, like I said, even if he comes on and gets one point, just take the loss. I, I don't see, I think if you play the free hit, it's going to be worse for you. You might yeah. get a green arrow this week, but later on down the line you're going to suffer. So yeah. just take the loss. Yeah. And by the way, when you read his question, I like how you missed out the I, I WTF. I, I had to. Should I, I, do? Do. I had to. <laughs> <laughs> This
1: is not my, this is not under my channel. <laughs> so it's <laughs> under a different channel. So I had to kind of skip some words, you know? Uh, next up is from uh, Nehal, FPL Masala. Uh, question for FPL Black Wolf. Thoughts on Gary O'Neill? Um, who is the pentaker for wolves? Uh, I should. This should be referred from question to questions. Um, Neto versus Huang. Want to pick? Uh, is Kunia a good enabler and realistic expectations from Wolves this season?
0: We can make this a, a quick fire one. Yeah. So Gary O'Neill. Um, I like him. I like that he he wants to manage Wolves. We don't have any attitude problems with him. He's making us play some attacking, exciting football. His tactics aren't great although he was it was a masterclass against Man City yeah you know I have no issues with him he was great at Bournemouth he kept them up I think the more time he gets with Wolves the better he will be so I I have no issues with him to be honest Um, he played a black five against Man City I would like to see that going forward I Mm. think we're a much better team in a back five. Mm. so I'm hoping he clues on to that as for the other questions pen taker for Wolves We've only had one pen and it was during preseason and Mateus Mm. Cunha took it. So I would expect him to take it in the league. However, we can't know that for sure. Because like I said, it was just one pen in preseason and all of our previous penalty takers from other seasons all left in the summer.
1: Yeah, okay. So
0: I wouldn't be surprised to see someone like Huang or Neto possibly take it, but I think it will be Cunha. Um, Neto versus Huang. Um, Neto, easy choice for me. I know Huang is the one that's getting the goals, but he's also injury prone. Mm. He's going to get some hamstrings injuries. He just always does. He also isn't great for bonus points because he misses chances too. He's also often the first player to be taken off if Mm. we need a goal. And he will be the first player out of the 11 if we rotate that front line. Whereas Neto is nailed. He's on set pieces. He's involved in everything. So Neto is the clear pick for me. Cunha as an elabeler, if you asked me at the start of the season, I would have said yes, yeah. but not anymore because I think he's got a really weird, awkward price point of 5.5 million. Uh, he's not getting the goals. He's not really getting many assists. Yeah, He's more the assist, the assister. He's the one that gets the ball in the midfield and carries it forward. He's an incredible player, but I don't think he's a good FPL asset anymore. And in terms of realistic expectations for Wolves, um, I'm going to say 14th, 15th. I think we'll survive. I'm hoping we'll survive comfortably. But I don't see us getting past mid-table.
1: Hmm. Okay, we'll see how things go for Wolves this season. And in terms of Cunha, my podcast mate, uh, but I did my podcast yesterday on the channel, he got Cunha in for Joe Pedro. I don't know Because <laughs> he was, got him in because he thought Cunha like, was uh, more of, like, cent- like everything like focused through him. Uh, type player, and he's very involved, so that's why he got him in. But I don't know if we'll see what happens now.
0: I mean, he is, but we've seen that Huang and Neto are overlapping him either side, and they're the ones getting the chances. They're the ones getting the assists. Huang is the one that sorry, Cunha is the one that's getting the ball. He's carrying it forward. He's taking it on players. He's laying it off the Neto. Great player, really good player for Wolves, but he's proving not to be a good FPL. Yeah,
1: fair enough. Um, Okay, next one from FPL masterpiece. Why are strawberries the most superior type of berries? I didn't know they were.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why are they the most? I think because they go with everything. You can have them in oatmeal. You can have them by themselves. You can have them with cream. You can have them, you know, in a pie. They're just (laughs) delicious. Delicious fruits. Fair enough. (laughs) I didn't know (laughs) they were,
1: but I guess so. (laughs) All right. Next one from FPL Kante. Uh, Hello, Ryan. And then who do you think are the must-own defenders on wildcard 8, 9, or 10?
0: So I think, as we've talked about, Matty Cash is an obvious one. I think a a Spurs asset, if you're Mm. going in the next two game weeks. Either Udogi or Poro. Yeah, Yeah. I I think I slightly prefer Poro, if you can afford it. Mm. Um, I would put in a Newcastle defender, mm. whether it's Trippier or, if you want to go cheaper, someone like burn or Share. Mm. And then as far as the rest of the options, I think it's quite open. You have yeah. the likes of Anderson for... Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace, yeah. potential option. West Ham asset, maybe. I, I really think there's no clear, obvious choices in the it, rest of the teams.
1: That, that's where it gets harder. Like, you have three defenders... Like from three teams, and then after that, it's like, yeah, there are no standout options. Pick, pick your Yeah, not... yeah.
0: so I, I think you have to go really heavy in the attack here. Yeah. Pick three solid defenders that you know are going to play in most games, and then the other two, yeah. you know, whoever you want, whoever you feel like. To be honest, yeah. but I would probably go for West Ham. Um, the, this or also, Crystal Palace.
1: this also, I guess, depends on when you're wildcarding. Because if wildcarding game, what wild game we this week? you're not really looking at the West Ham or Christopher's defense, but if you're wildcarding in game week 10, then you're looking more at them because their fixtures are slightly better compared to now. Um, right. But I think
0: regardless of when you're wildcarding, yeah, you've, you're going to want to plan ahead. Yeah, I think as true. long as you've got, if you're wildcarding in game week eight, as long as you've got Aston Villa, Newcastle and Spurs, yeah, I think it's totally fine, fine to have someone like a West Ham defender on the bench. Yeah. Okay. Ready for that mm, fixture run. Mm,
1: fair enough. Um, Who's the midfielder to buy for the next two game weeks if you already have Sun and Madison in your
0: team? For the next... I think we said this earlier. For the next two game weeks, I really like the look of someone like Luis Diaz. Yeah, Liverpool. I think jumping on that Liverpool team when they have good fixtures and when they have some injuries in that front line, I think might be a a nice move. Mm. If Diaby is fit, I also really like him.
1: Yes, fair enough. I think it's probably those two... Uh, because no one else really has a tanned out set of two fixtures uh, from an attacking point of view, to be honest. I'm looking at like the fixture ticket and I can't find anyone apart from like Villa and maybe Liverpool. Yeah, no.
0: Yeah, I think if you're targeting a player for two game weeks before your world card, I think Liverpool are the standout, to be yeah, honest.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Um so that was from FPLD chain. Uh next up from um FPL Theorist seeing a lot of wildcard drafts with only one or oh, I've ever seen zero Newcastle assets. Pictures look great until Christmas. Do models hate them or something?
0: <sighs> no, I think I think the issue here is the injury to Buttman. Yes. I think if Buttman was fit, see a lot. lot of people would have two of their assets. Yeah. I also think Part of the problem is that Trippier is so expensive, highly priced. Yes. So I think people are going away from Trippier so they can afford the likes of Watkins and Saka and Sun on their draft. And then they're looking at remaining Newcastle defensive options. They're seeing people like Byrne and Lisea's and they're just not exciting them. Hmm. So honestly, I think Trippier's price and Butman's injury are the reason that people aren't putting Newcastle assets. Because I agree, if... If Botman is fit, you having two Newcastle assets is good. Mm. I still have Botman in my team. I don't plan on taking him out. Mm. I think he's probably going to come back fit after the international break. If it's not game week nine, it will probably be game week 10. Mm. So I'm planning on just holding him on my bench.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I think it's fair enough because like, again, we keep forgetting when managers say, oh, he's out for a month. At this point, when you say out for a month, it's just like oh, two game weeks. Okay, cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think... I agree. Botman is that value pick in that Newcastle defence. And because of... If you can't go for him now... I mean, if people are not going to go for him now. And people want like you, ming like you mentioned. they want won Hall and they want Salah all in their wildcard drafts. And then you go, oh, Trippier is the best value at the moment in terms of Newcastle defence. But it's so expensive. And I can't fit him in because I want these luxury attacking players here in my team. That's exactly. why you don't see and, them.
0: And then people are looking at... Dan Byrne, and they're seeing, uh, he's not a very exciting asset. Even yeah. though he's getting the returns right now, he scored in the Champions League yeah. today. I just think people are seeing the likes of Horro and Adogi and Cash and comparing him to Byrne and just not being excited yeah. by it. Yeah. yeah, But I think as the fourth spot on a wildcard especially, mm. you have to have at least one Newcastle, I would say.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think the fixtures are still pretty good. They're defensively also very good in terms of their numbers, so I probably will yeah. have one. Um, would you pick Neto in a wildcard eight, wildcard nine, or wildcard ten uh, draft? This is from FPL Wrangler.
0: Yes, hundred percent. Like right. I said earlier, if you're someone that's going for a salad plus Highland plus Sun, even plus Trippier draft, Sun yeah. is the per. Sorry, Neto. Neto is the perfect enabler. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. He's in my team.
1: Yeah. Um. Next up is from Yogesh. Uh, which is is Richardson a better better asset to own? Over Madison for the next two game weeks in particular? Ooh, I would say no. Yeah, I, but, no, I just
0: yeah. I don't see it. I, I don't like Rich Allison as an asset. He's yeah. too erratic. Even with the injuries, I don't think his minutes are nailed. We don't know where he's going to play. Madison is nailed for 90 minutes. Well, not 90 minutes, but he's nailed to start. Mm. He's the one creating all the chances. He's arguably one of their best players right now. Mm. Madison, easy for me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Additionally, I know it's it's quite easy to say for the next two game weeks, but yeah. who knows what's going to happen? We might see more injuries. Yes, that's we true. might see other unexpected things happen, and then you will find yourself stuck with Rich Allison for four weeks, five weeks. So just go for Madison.
1: Yeah, that's thing. Uh, Madison is just central to like everything that Spurs do, and everything, all the creativity comes through him. So I'm just like, yeah, definitely. Uh, and then from Connor,
0: um, best goalkeeper deal on a wild card. For me, it's. Ariola and Turner, I think for, what, 8.2 million, the two yeah. of them combined. It really allows you to put your funds into the rest of your team. The only option I like outside of that really is David Raya, who's 4.8 mm. and who seems to have nailed that number one spot for Arsenal. Yeah. Their fixtures are going to turn in around yeah. game week 10, and I think he might be a great asset to have because yeah. a lot of people are going to look to bring back an Arsenal yes. defender for that
1: run. So uh, uh, that so that's why I'm like I was when I was thinking about this I was like okay Ariola definitely because this time I'm doing really well. Turner I was thinking I was like ah oh, not really sure I wasn't feeling confident about it um, because they don't look com- like defensively that much now. I'm going to be starting Turner this week over Onana because I just feel like Turner is slightly the better option. But um, I was also looking at potentially um, even Johnston possibly. Um, the fixtures for Crystal Palace aren't too bad as an option. And then obviously, like you mentioned, Rhea, that's another option as well. Those are the two yeah. that I think.
0: The, the worry about Johnson, as yes. everyone has yes. had, is Henderson. However, yeah. we've seen that he's he got injured and even when he was fit, he wasn't getting the yes. number one yeah. spot. Yeah. So I think Johnston should be pretty safe. Yeah. I, I think... just really like the price point of Ariella plus Turner. Yeah, and if you true. really do want to in more money. I think David Raya, he gets the save points, he gets the clean sheets, and they have an amazing run coming up. Mm,
1: That's true. Alright, cool. So that's basically all the questions and um, basically everything that I had. So thank you for your time today, Dan. Do you have anything to plug?
0: I think I do today. So I wanted to say that this season I've joined forces with Brian and Books of the Mm -hmm. podcast formerly known as the FPL Blues Podcast. And we've created the FPL USA Press Play podcast, so please do check that out if you're looking for a more light-hearted banter-filled podcast. Um, we frequently have guests on from around the community too, so I like to think it's a, a pretty good listen. Mm-hmm. And then, additionally, if you are US-based, please send me a DM on X if you'd like to take part in a competitive tiered FPL USA mm-hmm. league. Um, it's a lot of fun to manage, and entries are still open. And that's it. Awesome. And follow Ryan on Twitter.
1: Yes, thank you. And you can also find me on YouTube, football chat box on youtube.com, um, where I do weekly videos and a deadline stream. And we'll be doing a deadline stream this week to see if Huming Sun is starting or not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there but, you go. Yeah, so that's it for this week's Cut the Game Week. We'll be back after Game Week 8 and looking ahead to Game Week 9 Green Aerosol.